0: you need calories to build muscle. You need the protein, you need the carbs, you need the fat to build muscle. You can't build when you're eating less. That's basically what it comes down to, right? And you can't lose if you're eating more than maintenance or or a deficit. You can't, you can't be losing weight. So it just goes the same way to
1: building. You need calories to build. Welcome to Better with Dr. Stephanie. I am your host, Dr. Stephanie Estima. This show is for women just like you with a deep desire for learning, self-actualization and becoming more of who you already are. Every week we are going to deconstruct how to build better bodies, better minds, better relationships, better sex and better families. I'll be giving you access to world-class thought leaders to help give you the tools to answer this question. What are the simplest things that you can do today to get better tomorrow? I am part geek, part magic, and want to share the juiciest questions, topics, and often taboo conversations that I think I've always wanted to be a part of, and I wanted to be having. So let's get better together. Hey, hey, Bettys. Welcome back to Better with Dr. Stephanie. It's me, your host, Dr. Stephanie Estima. And this week, I have a special treat for you. I brought my very own coach, Coach JVB, Jennifer Van Barnevelle Pay, uh, to the podcast because we are celebrating my debut as a cover girl for her magazine, Strong Fitness. Now, JVB or Jenny, um as she is very well known, uh, renowned body transformation specialist for women. She is the president of Strong Fitness Magazine and a multiple fitness a multiple time fitness cover model. Um she has really uh she is the example and the exemplary uh definition of someone who has overcome. She has battled an eating disorder almost filing for bank- bankruptcy, multiple, uh, miscarriages. And now she has fought her way back to help, um, uh, women just like you, and just like me, uh, to ascend to, um, really be more of who we already are. She's very, as you can tell, there's a lot of, uh, alignment and similarity between Jenny and myself. So she is also the host of her own podcast, the find your strong podcast, which is a deep dive into personal stories of how health and fitness intersects uh, people's lives at key turning points. Now, what did we talk about? Well, this was recorded live inside my Hello Betty membership. So we you'll hear uh, we get started. And then towards the end of our conversation, we, um, uh, we cut the audio for the podcast so that our members can ask her their own private questions. And we obviously don't broadcast that out onto the pod. And we had such an amazing discussion. So we talked about the difference between a building phase for muscle and a cut cutting phase uh aka exactly what I did for the strong fitness cover so we uh together we did a build phase and then we had a um, uh, a cut phase together. And she detailed the nutrition protocol, the cardio, the lifting, uh, the rest and recovery. We touched on, um, the timelines. So what is a good rate of progress? How can we keep our heads about ourselves in terms of our mindset around transformation? And we talk about reverse dieting as well, which is what I'm currently doing because I'm getting ready for another shoot that I'm not quite ready to announce yet, but just giving you a little sneak peek, working with Jenny as well. Uh, So we talked about reverse dieting, why that's important. Uh, We talked about what it takes to build an X frame and what that is. Uh, We talked about her concept of correcting and continuing. This is coming back to, uh, mindset. And then we talked about the photo shoot as well. We talked about the day of, we talked about her team that she's assembled, the photographer, makeup artist. Uh, we talked about the seven compound movements that she thinks every woman needs to be doing in order to create an hourglass figure. And so much more. We talked about uh, me getting sick kind of mid prep and how I thought it was all going to come crashing down. And thankfully I had a coach in my corner. I had JVB to um, let me know that uh, all was well and good. And it was just all in my head. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation because this talks about You know, really, what it takes to, in terms of timeline, in terms of effort and output. Uh, from the build phase to the cut phase to the photo shoot day Um, to be on the cover of a fitness magazine. I think you're going to get a lot of actionable items in here as well. She gives specifics and directives in terms of how many X times your body weight you should be eating. Like maybe it's 13 X, 14 X, 15 X, your body weight in terms of calories and talks a lot about how women really need to focus on our upper body and our posture in order to help us make us look like we've lost, uh, you know, 10 pounds. So I think you're going to love this. Share this with your Bettys, share this with uh, your girlfriends and anybody that you think is going to benefit from this conversation. So without further ado, I present to you my coach and my friend, Coach JBB. I get a lot of questions about how to ease perimenopause and menopause symptoms. And here's a really simple answer for you. Take a good mineral supplement. Your body loses a ton of minerals as you transition through perimenopause and menopause, and mineral deficiencies make a lot of the common symptoms worse. For example, if you're struggling with poor sleep, fatigue, joint pain, hot flashes, or any other side effects that are wearing you down, head over to beamminerals.com and use the code better for 20% off jvv welcome to the better podcast and we're recording live inside my hello betty membership uh, welcome i'm so thrilled that you're here oh my gosh i am so i've been excited all day can i tell you that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're such a bright light in your community and you know online and in person I'm proud to be your coach and I'm even more honored to call you a friend now. So thank you so much for having me this evening. And it's so nice to meet everyone here. And I cannot wait to talk about Dr. Stephanie's journey to the cover of strong. I'm
1: holding it up right now. Oh, this is going on the YouTubes as well. So we can hold this up for our YouTube Yay. channel. as well. Yay. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, um, you are my coach. You are still my coach. You will be my coach for many years. Um, and what I would love for, um, my Bettys who are just maybe getting to know you. Um, mm. I, I think your story is a very powerful one. And of course I know it very well, but I would love for you to share with my community, you know, your history in fitness, um, how you came into, cause you are really widely regarded as a body transformation coach specifically for women. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey in fitness. And then I would also love for us to like double click on your own personal uh, experience in the fitness industry and how you've sort of come up with this. You're the uh, CEO and president of strong fitness magazine as well. So what the mantra, what strong stands for? So let's, let's start with you and then we can move into the strong fitness um, magazine as well.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, um, a little bit about what I've been doing for the past 15 years now. I've been I've been helping women live more confidently in their bodies for over 15 years. Uh, I'm known for transforming everyday women into uh, fitness models because a lot of my clients do end up getting into fitness magazines and getting sponsorships, and it's like so amaz- amazing to see just everyday women doing epic things like that we never thought it was possible, um, and most of the people coming in uh, the strong girls community is women that do want to lose a little bit of weight. They do want to lose some fat, but my goal with all of my clients coming in is to actually focus on bodybuilding. And can we just take a second and just write in the chat, what comes to like, what pops up in your head when you hear the word bodybuilding or the words bodybuilding. Can we just write that in the chat right now? (laughs) (laughs) Emily
1: said Arnold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Gail Gail says bulk. Uh, Yeah. Any, any others? That's a, that's a great question. That's a really good question. What comes to your mind when you think of the word bodybuilding? Give you a little bit more, more seconds. Wow. <laughs> Mu- muscles, a lot of dedication, says Lana. Sophia, grotesque disfigurement. Nadine, mm. D- 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 competitions, Pat says bulk, heavyweight. My Tracy says my brother flexing in every picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's part of it. That's definitely part of it. Yeah, those are great so, answers. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 we're not talking about the sport bodybuilding. We're not talking about the guys that you know are getting up on stage huge with the tan with the shiny muscles. But when we build lean muscle, when we shape the body, that's actually called bodybuilding. When we lift weights, we are bodybuilding. And I personally fell in love with bodybuilding after years of over I had an eating disorder for many years and, uh, I mean, the lowest of the low was when I actually fainted on the gym floor while I was training one of my clients. And it was a huge wake up call because not only did I feel like the biggest fraud, because I'm their their trainer, you know, preaching healthy lifestyle, healthy, eating healthy and and fitness. I was the unhealthiest person in the room. And it was an even bigger wake up call because I knew if I kept living like this, I wasn't going to live a long life. And that's when I decided to go back to school for holistic nutrition to learn how to fuel my body properly and not, you know, cut out entire food groups and not like limit my calories to six or 700 a day at the time. And I started learning to lift weights, to get strong, to get healthy. And I stopped like the endless amount of cardio that I was doing. And I obviously did get the support through therapy as well. Um, but I absolutely loved lifting and my focus was less on the scale and more on gaining strength. And we talk about this a few times, Dr. Stephanie, when you gain physical strength,
1: it's like, it, it trickles into all areas of your life. Do you agree? I could not agree more. I think that You know, when we think about resistance training, a lot of the focus is on, and I've said this before, like resistance training does beautiful things to a woman's body. You know, physically we feel like we can pick up luggage. We we have muscles, there's definition. But I think the mental... Mm -hmm. benefits, the emotional benefits that weightlifting, I mean, how, I mean, just with a show of hands, how many of you have ever sort of walked into the gym or, you know, walked to your lift session and you're like, ah, I don't really feel like this today, but I'm just going to punch out whatever, whatever happens. Mm -hmm. And then you leave and you're like, my mood is so much better. Like, wow, that really helped. And I think that that's one of the things that's often downplayed with resistance training in particular it is such a natural mood booster um absolutely. so yes i absolutely agree with you could not agree more yeah
0: and i and i love i just really loved uh shaping the body like i look at it i look at it as an art so when when i when i have clients come in and you know they're sending their before pictures they're all confidential but i look at it as art and when i help women understand that Uh, you know, lifting weights to shape and get rid of the scale, stop looking at the scale. It's truly life-changing. Like they stop focusing on losing and they start focusing on gaining physical strength, mental strength. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's completely life-changing. I witness it on a daily basis. And one of the things that my community always does is we Always celebrate with a fitness photo shoot or a photo shoot at the end, because in my personal opinion, women just don't celebrate themselves enough. <laughs> and that's when you sort of came into my world because you've seen that and and you wanted to get some really nice imagery for Giovanni at the time. Right.
1: Right. Some, yeah. Some,
0: some nice images for his birthday. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. That was the original intention. I was like, I want to take some sexy, I want to make a book for my, for my partner. Um, and it sort of morphed into this, uh, fitness cover, which, um, you know, is it could have, it couldn't have morphed into something better and we'll still, we're still going to do the pictures. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that as well, but yeah. you, you touched on a couple of things that I thought were really important that I just wanted to hone in on for a minute. And then we mm-hmm. can talk about, you know, how you can prep for, you know, a photo shoot, what it really takes to grow muscle. Um, the first was, the moment that you passed out, you were training somebody and you said, mentioned at the time you were having something like 800 calories, 900 calories, something like that. And this has been a stake that I have put in the ground, like if there's one thing that I want to get rid of, if there's one impact that I make in my career, it's like death to the 1200 calorie diet uh, or below, right? Anything below that, because in order to build muscle, in order to, your muscles are hungry, hungry little rascals, you need Mm -hmm. to feed them. And I, when we have launched um, fitness programs inside the Hello Betty membership, One of the big questions that we get is, well, can't we, because I'm always saying you got to eat more. Like let's, let's, let's calculate your BMR. Let's calculate your total daily energetic expenditure and just maintenance calories freaks people out. Like just eating at maintenance, which might be 1600, 1700, you know, 1800 calories, whatever, you know, based on um, their movement. So let's just talk a little bit about why you cannot build muscle on a 1200 or less calorie diet.
0: Yes, you need calories to build muscle. You need the protein, you need the carbs, you need the fat to build muscle. When we're in a deficit, our body is losing fat, but it's also losing a little bit of muscle. And this is why it's so important when you're looking at a body transformation, like something that we did with you, Dr. Stephanie, is that we do incorporate a build phase And most of the year should actually be a build phase. We shouldn't be in a caloric deficit any longer than, than 12 weeks without some sort of dieting break. You can't build when you're eating less. That's basically what it comes down to, right? And you can't lose if you're eating more than, you know, your maintenance or, or a deficit, you can't, you can't be losing weight. So it just goes the same way to building. You need calories to build. And I usually like to keep the maintenance calorie around depending on the person again, 15, 16, 17. We want to try to build, we've, we've had this conversation. We want to try to make sure that you can keep on eating a little bit more. So your body, your metabolism is functioning and your set point is still staying at the same, or you're creating a new set point for your body.
1: Right. Well said. (laughs) and It's like, I just want to (laughs) like double underline and highlight what you just said. It's so important because I think, and we can talk about what I'm doing now post-shoot, you know, in terms of a reverse diet and we'll we'll get to that. But I think, you know, this idea that, well, I mean, let, let me back up a little bit and say that sometimes when we look at images on Instagram or we look at images. I mean, I'll, I'll say like this image is untouched. Like all the images are untouched um, in, in the magazine, which I just so love and appreciate. But I, I think that sometimes there is a false representation of what reality is that we should have, that we need to look you know, ripped and um, well dehydrated, you know, Mm -hmm. essentially, because this is what happens when you are, you know, when you look at some of these fitness models, they are up, they're doing salt tricks, they're doing water tricks, they're doing all of these different tricks to make them look a certain way, but you can only really maintain that, that level of leanness for, you know, I mean, on the high side, we're talking about, you know, a week or two, Um, you really can't stay that lean all the time. And one of the beautiful things about bodybuilding, getting back to that original point is if you're in a build phase for most of the year, you're still going to be relatively You know, if you're lifting heavy enough weights, the definition is still going to be there. You're still going, you're still going to look great. It's just, you know, there's this, there's the build phase, as you mentioned, and we'll talk about the cut phase, um. Too well, let's maybe we can talk about that too. So, talk about you know how you structure build phases. What is your um, you know, what's the structure in terms of like are we eating at maintenance, slightly above maintenance? Um, how long do you like those build phases to be? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe you can be in like a mild deficit, uh, mild caloric deficit, and then maybe move into um, you know, some of the requirements around a cut phase. Yeah.
0: So in, in, for using you as an example, when you came to me, I knew based on your training history that you've been training, like you, you, that is just your lifestyle. Okay. So what we did with you is, is, um, I made sure that I set you up, um, sort of like, and listen to your biofeedback as well. So we set you up sort of on, a a maintenance or a light deficit at first just to see how much your body could handle with food. And, and you found that it was a lot of food at first because when you're giving somebody, um, even even sometimes when you're giving somebody like a deficit, it can be a lot of food, depending on what they ate before, because now we're eating whole foods, which is more high volume foods. And you can feel fuller a lot quicker, right? When you're eating especially if food. there's a lot of fiber in that food, right? Like yes. that really
1: bulks up the meals. Yes.
0: Exactly. And you're a busy mom. Like you, you are homeschooling. You're a very busy person. So a lot of the times you would sub your meals for like a bar depending on the day. Right. So we were really getting you back to eating mostly whole foods. Um, and I was just seeing how you were getting stronger. Like I was listening to your biofeedback. There wasn't so much movement at the beginning. So I wanted to keep that steady for about three months. So we looked at it. I looked at it, it as a build phase for three months. And then when we started to, um, when I started to approach you to be on the cover of strong, we started to dial it back. And that was about a 12 week deficit from there. So we did a build phase for about three, three months. And then we started to, um, to lean out for the 12 weeks before the shoot. Now, typically when somebody comes in and maybe they're detrained, meaning they haven't really lifted a lot of weights before, um, they're holding a lot of body fat and they just really want to feel good again. They really want to fit back in their clothes. They want to lose body fat. Um, In that case, we can start them out on a deficit and they can start training and technically body build because their body hasn't really adapted to lifting weights, it's going to start changing because they haven't done that before. So we can slowly start to actually bodybuild as well as allow them to be in a caloric deficit. So again, it really depends on the person There's So it's a case by case basis. But generally, I like to have a person on a build phase for at least three months before I bring the calories um, a lot lower for for an actual deficit.
1: And talk to us about cardio. You and I, I think are, um, <laughs> we're, we're birds of a feather here with cardio. Like I love cardio, not thrown shade, mitochondrial biogenesis, cardiopulmonary benefits. But in my, uh, experience, women overdo the cardio and they underdo the, the lifting, mm-hmm. um, talk about where cardio, uh, in my, and you can talk about it in my program, if it makes mm-hmm. sense, how we integrated cardio, um, like specific training. Cause I, you know, one of the things that I, you know, I'm right now I'm standing on my treadmill desk. It's not going cause you know, for the audio, <laughs> but normally it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm walking one to two hours at least a day. Um, So talk a little bit about how we incorporated cardio into my program, both in the build and in the cut.
0: Yeah. With you, it was, it was about limiting the cardio cause you were already <laughs> really, you were really active, right? And I knew yeah. that. And you do live a very active lifestyle sometimes when we want to see changes in the body, we got to do the opposite thing, right? So we really dialed back the cardio. Um, Plus when we are trying to um, create and shape a physique, cardio can interfere with that sometimes, right? So cardio can actually um, start eating away at our muscles if we're not careful. Now, I knew you were, you did very low impact cardio. So, what I did was we dialed that back a little bit and we incorporated some uh, like Tabata and Hit at the end of your workout. So, you were still getting that cardiovascular workout in, but we dialed back the amount of cardio you were doing. Also, to control hunger levels, because again, we're, right. yeah, when we started to dial back the calories, we wanted to make sure that you weren't feeling like you were going to eat your arm off at the end of the day. So we also wanted to control cardio because
1: of that reason as well. In the cut, I don't think I was doing any cardio. There was, I think I might've had two days Maybe I can't remember what the build was now, but maybe one to two days of cardio maybe. And it was a steady state zone to, you know, easy peasy. And then as you mentioned that we had, like, there was these little hit, um, things that you would throw in. Like there was the abs, there was a little glute pop, there was a little glute hit, uh, circuit that I, I grew to to love. Yes. I grew (laughs) to love that one. Um, but yeah, I think that cardio, um, to your point, I think that it often, uh, can spike hunger as you said. Yep. And then as we, one of the things that I've, I've seen over and again is as women sort of get within that five to call it 15 pound range of their, you know, what they've, what they've identified as an ideal um, body weight, they start, the cardio doesn't change. And of course, as you are doing three times a week, four times a week, five times a week, whatever it is, um, your body will start sacrificing your muscle, like that hard earned muscle uh, in order for you to meet those energetic requirements from the activity. And this is why I'm such a huge proponent of low intensity, steady state, which is why I walk, you know, try to walk as much as I can. I just find it's also great for my mood and, you know, it it helps me process things. I usually get lots of downloads while I'm walking. Um, And we were doing, I think in the cut, there was no, I don't think there was any cardio that we were doing. Yeah.
0: Because when people often think like the more cardio you do, the more fat you're going to lose. And If you're on a fat loss plan, okay, the main catalyst for fat loss is going to be your nutrition protocol. Okay. You can't out train a bad diet. We've heard about, we've heard that we've heard that often. Right. So sometimes people coming in to our world, they're just like, you know what, I'm doing all of this exercise. I'm eating clean. I don't know what's going on. Nothing's budging. And usually when I take a look at things, it's because they're doing way too much. And they're not knowing how much they're actually eating. Right? right. So when we're trying to lose body fat and you in particular, you're a fit person already to lose that maybe two or three more pounds just for that aesthetic look for the photos is a lot harder than somebody coming in and losing the 20 pounds. Right. So it has to be controlled. And if you are going to be doing all the cardio that you were doing before, especially in those last week, last few weeks, Your body could hold on a little bit more water. Your cortisol levels could go up a little bit. Your body would just be more stubborn at losing the extra little bit of water and fat that we wanted to aim to lose and hunger too, and energy as well. We want to preserve as much energy as possible at the end because you are in a deficit when you're in a deficit, you're, you don't have as much energy as when you're in a main and when you're in maintenance calories.
1: So in terms of structuring the program, um, let's talk a little bit about building an X frame. So when we think mm-hmm. about an hourglass figure, um, you know, we can talk about this from a, um, you know, longevity standpoint, you know, women that have a lower waist to hip ratio, yeah. uh, tend to live longer, um, because there's usually less visceral fat depositing through the stomach. Let's my, my audience knows that I talk about, you know, I talk about the longevity stuff all the time. Let's talk about the aesthetics. How do we build an X frame where we're sort of wider at the top, we taper in at the middle, and then we celebrate our hips and our buns and our glutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's basically like creating an X with your body, right? So how do we do that? We again, build it's bodybuilding. We build the upper body. So we build, um, shoulders and the back specifically to create it. They call it a V taper too, like from the back to the waist ratio. That's like that nice V taper. And then when we build our legs and our glute muscles, it, this all makes the waist look a lot smaller as Dr. Stephanie was saying. I like to call it the superhero appearance. Yeah. (laughs) We all love Wonder Woman here, I think. (laughs) She has a beautiful. It's a requirement.
1: It's a requirement for Hello Betty membership.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And even like you have a beautiful X frame here. It's your pose too, but you do have an X frame. And that's really what we want to achieve when we're building. The, bo- the body. I just watched the eternals yesterday. And I was like, <laughs> I was, I was looking at all their bodies and, and, and it could have just been like the costumes, but they all had that X frame, the Um, You know, we love to build the shoulders in a way where um, there's a little cap, you know, and, and you started noticing this, it's called a shoulder cap, but you started noticing this, like when we started in the deficit, like your shoulders started to come out, people were noticing it on your, your zooms and everything. And that's just a nice finishing touch to the X frame. Um, And how we do this is I, we built a sequence of programming. So based on Dr. Stephanie, what she's done in the past, um, I programmed for her. So I always like to build around um, the seven compound movements. And I say seven because I add in hip thrust there. So movements like squat, deadlift, bench press rows, uh, pull-downs for your back and lats, shoulder press, and I like to add in the seventh as hip thrusts. And these exercises use more than one muscle group.
1: Sodium is an essential nutrient involved in the maintenance of normal cellular balance, the regulation of fluid and electrolytes, and your blood pressure no questions asked, and you don't even need to return the box. Head over to drinklmnt.com forward slash Dr. Estima, that's dot com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A, and you will get a free elementt sample pack with any purchase.
0: So it's not like an isolation exercise like bicep and triceps, even though we have those in your programming. I like to build around the compound movements first. Um, so you're hitting all the compound movements by the end of the week and you basically work every single muscle group. And the compound movements use more of your central nervous system. Therefore, you burn more calories and you also develop overall strength and build more muscle doing these, these types of movements. So, and these types of movements are what is going to be building the X frame. And we also look at abs too. I mean, you, you said, I want to see my ab muscles. (laughs) So ab muscles, you want to train your ab muscle, like ab muscles like every other muscle in your body. So we usually incorporate abs one to two times per week with rest days. Um, but to attain like the, like the, you know, six pack that's also done through diet. Okay. So, you know, we, we all have ab muscles, (laughs) but you know, to unveil them, it is through diet. So it's, it's through um, a deficit that you're going to start to see those muscles and lines
1: in your midsection. I remember um, a trainer many years ago saying to me, you know, we all have washboard apps. It's just how much laundry we have on top of the yeah, washboard, exactly. right? <laughs> <laughs> so we all have them. They're all there, right? Um, so that's um, really well said. And I think too, with women, um, I think that we get the squat, we get the lunge, you know, the hip thrust. I love that you brought that in because I absolutely love training the booty. I think it's such an important muscle, you know, from a mechanistic standpoint we are sitting, if you're not on a treadmill, we're sitting on, you know, our glutes most of the day, they become long and weak. Um, there's... Um, uh, it's, it's when you kind of get into chiropractic nomenclature and terminology, you might start talking about lower cross syndrome and glute amnesia. Mm-hmm. Like we literally forget how to, um, how to contract them. But specifically with women, I think that we understand we should be doing lunges. We should be doing squats, but I don't think that we realize how important it is to train the upper body. mm mm-hmm right like the back muscles the shoulders as you were saying you know chest we you know we t- we typically get a lot of like front you know, shortening the of the movements. muscle, mm-hmm. like the push movement naturally in everyday life. We're sort of sitting with our, you know, shoulders sort of internally rotated and the the chest, the pecs are naturally shortened there. Yeah. But I think those extensors, right? The extensors in the back, and then just of course the shoulders, which have all planes of movement. You can abduct, adduct, rotate, flex, extend, you could do everything with the shoulder. We I don't think that there's enough focus in female programming. Mm-hmm. Around the upper body. I think that this need and even just I remember as a when I still had my brick and mortar practice, one of the fitness assessment tests I would do for men and women, it was like, you know, sex agnostic, was push-ups on your toes. I was like, you mm-hmm. can't do them on your knees. You gotta do them on your toes. How many can you punch out? And um, I remember I'm thinking of one patient, I won't say his name. He had the record. It was like 82. And for my, me, for my women, it was like one, if, if they could do that. And of course you're seeing like the bowing in the hips, like they just didn't have the upper body strength to do it. And granted that's a push movement, but I think that we don't train our upper body as much as we should. Is that something that you have noticed in your programming as well? Do you find that you have to maybe over-program upper Like people, like all women are like, I'll I'll do the squats. Like I want the booty, like there's no, but it's the upper body where we don't do as much of.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I have a lot of moms that come after childbirth and breastfeeding and their shoulders are like their, your posture completely changes when you, when you go through pregnancy and and, um, birth and, and then holding your babies. I'm sure you know that. So it's, it's for strength and also posture. That's a huge one. And, and, and you know this, but even improving posture can make you look like you lost like 10 pounds, right? Right, right. Um, so I do definitely um uh, really focus, especially with um newbies coming in the door. We focus on upper body a lot. Like we do, we do a well-rounded program, but I do upper body a lot because one. You're right. Most women are often weak in their upper body. And if they've had babies, their shoulders are rolling forward. There's
1: a lot of postural. um, And they usually hold the baby on one side too, right? So there's going to be one bicep that's really strong, right? Like they would be like, they're going to have this sort of like almost S shape because it's like the baby's bouncing on one hip all the time. Right.
0: Absolutely. And as an, as, um, a coach and also somebody that, you know, is really focused on, uh, you know, aesthetics when somebody's coming to me to improve their, the shape of their body, adding more of an upper body focus on more upper body work, women actually see the best results right away in their upper body, right? You're going to start to see, move are we're, you know, we, we tend to lose weight from top to bottom first. Okay. So when your upper body's getting stronger and leaner, you're going to see that right away. So we focus on shoulders and, and the, and the back. And when people start to see that in their photos, in their, in their um, bi-weekly photos that they send in, it's even more motivation to keep going and staying on.
1: Let's talk about when we mess up. Mm hmm because it happens, it's a part of success. This is something I'm actually trying to um, teach my kids because I have, you know, a nine-year-old, I have an 11-year-old and they always wanna get it right. And this is like, when I look at them, I'm like, oh damn, I taught them that. Like that's like I have given them my perfectionist <laughs> that's tendency, that's me, <laughs> right? So, trying to like love them in the way that I wasn't maybe loved. And it's like, okay, like you failed, what did you learn? You know, win or learn, what did you, what's the opportunity here, right? Um, And I'm trying to teach that with my Bettys as well. I'm trying to model that for myself, but also for my community, because I think if you, um, I think if you expect it to be sunshine and roses and rainbows and sprinkles and unicorns and all the other things without any failure, you're, you're kidding yourself. I mean, yep. this is like in life, this doesn't happen. You don't just, yep. you know, come out of the womb knowing square root, like you're, you, <laughs> you have to try, you know, you're going to fail. So let's talk a little bit. You have this phrase that I love. Um, and let's talk about the mindset that it takes around bodybuilding and around body transformation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're so right.
0: When somebody comes in and they want to do this for themselves, they want to, you know, improve their physique and their relationship with food or whatever it is. Um, they come in, you know, guns a blazing, so excited, motivated, you know, they're waiting for their program. The first two weeks are great. And then life happens. Life always happens. You know, there's going to be obstacles along the way. Your kid's going to get sick. You're not going to be able to work out for a few days, or you might not be able to put the time in for food prep or something else happens. Like it's all, there's never going to be a good time. Right. But it's really learning how to navigate through all of life's ups and downs. And I love this phrase. I, if you're in my community, you've heard me say it like thousands and thousands of times, you're probably sick of it, but it's correct and continue correct and continue. And I say this to myself on a daily basis because you know what? I was a perfectionist, (laughs) recovering perfectionist, still, still, still sort of am. Um, and it's just important to know, like it's, you haven't lost everything, you know, if you just correct and continue and stay on the same path, the more you do that, the more you're going to get closer to your goal. I've worked with a lot of women that it's like an all or nothing, you know, they come in and they're like, okay, like if I mess up, then that's it. Like I'm totally off or that's when they would typically throw in the towel. So teaching them to correct and continue is so key because you can really get a good program anywhere. It's really learning how to, to correct and continue. (laughs) It's really learning that, that little, that little phrase, um, and just continuing on
1: the path. The all or nothing mentality, which is something I still struggle with, you know, in the air of, you know, honesty and transparency, mm-hmm. but it's often the case when you have an all or nothing mentality that you choose nothing because you know that you can't do it. You know, you can't do it all. So you choose nothing. It's like all or nothing. I choose nothing. Yeah. And then what happens is you have this guilt and shame spiral that happens because you're like, look, you know, look at me. I couldn't do it. And lo- like, how, why can't I ever stick on something? Yeah. And you're just beating yourself up, um, which, and I say this with love, to myself as well, as well as my other type A personalities that are on the call and listening to this podcast. Um, this is a trauma response somewhere along the line, someone didn't give you the grace to make a mistake and you've internalized that. And so now this is how you keep yourself in check. This is how you keep yourself in line. And what I would love, um, to offer. Uh, and this is again, and we can talk about my own struggles. I, I'm, I'm happy to share, you know, <laughs> I was like crying to you, you know, cause I, 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 was sick. I I kind of got sick. Uh, yes, and yeah. part of the part, during part of the prep, I lost my voice. I was coughing like a maniac and, um, I was worried it wasn't going to work out, but I, um, I, I think if we can, um, if we can take that as an opportunity to reflect and maybe reparent ourselves. Like mm. where did I fall down and how, do, how can I be my own hero right now? How can I be wonderful to myself right now in this correct? How can I correct and continue? So I had a cupcake. Why don't I just, I'll just call it. I, I had a cupcake or two or 10 and tomorrow <laughs> I'm just going to start again. It's just going yes. to tomorrow. I'll just start Tomorrow's again. It's a new day. Mm-hmm. Yeah hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: yeah, you, you did get sick, uh, for, for what, three or four days. You were pretty,
1: you were pretty. Yeah. I was, uh, I was sick for, it was a, re- so I thought it was COVID. I was like, oh man, this is totally COVID. It wasn't, it was, it ended up being pneumonia, which is, or sorry, bronchitis, pardon me, which is what I, when I get sick, you know, I've talked about my throat chakra being blocked. Uh, I get sick in my throat. Like mm-hmm. it's like, I get, you know, throat infections. So went to the doctor, got the tests, negative COVID. It was like, and it, it ended up being uh, bronchitis. So I had to be on, you know, whatever I had to be on. And then I was just, and even when I was sick, this is like, Ladies who are listening, this is my mind, like my little rabbit brain, my, my little perfectionist brain trying to like figure out how I could work out. I was like, well, if I don't get my heart rate above a certain amount, I could probably like, just like, I could half it instead of doing like 12 squats, I could maybe do six. (laughs) And you're like, can you just... Rest. rest. Like, take the day. Like, can you just sleep? And then I was going to all my meetings in my company. And you know, I was showing up and I was like, you know, my hair was like, you know, here and like I was green. And they're like, can you just leave? Like, we've got this. You're a nuisance. Like, just go and sleep.
0: No, I was just gonna say the main priority when you were sick was just rest. And it's so funny. Like, we know that as coaches, but it when we can't really coach ourselves, like it's it's, it's so really true. impossible.
1: Yes, it's so true. Which is why I hired you because I, you know, I've been saying this from the the beginning, coaches need coaches, right? You look at the best of the best, the creme de la creme, and they all have coaches. They have mindset coaches, nutrition coaches, PTs, you know, all, all the people, um, even though their level of knowledge, like knowledge is one thing, application is another, and being able to surrender to someone else's teaching is like next level. Like when you look at all the elite athletes, which I know that you have, you know, you've worked with a lot of athletes, they all, you know, and I've worked with, you know, people as well um they all know like if not like just as much and in some cases more, more. than you mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. it's just about them having someone to you know in my case it was like crying to you at some points and you know it's it's having that accountability and leaning on someone else to remind them of who they are when they might have forgotten mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah think that. Yep. it was just
0: reminding you too like you um you had been, I reminded you, you've been actually working towards this your entire life. It wasn't just, you right. know, the last few weeks, you, this is your lifestyle. And, but at that time, when you, when you got sick, we were already in four, four to five months of coaching together. And, you know, you had already made amazing progress. So taking off three or four days is not really going to set you back at all. And it's just putting it into perspective, right? Because again, we're all our worst critics and we all can, freak ourselves out. One of my colleagues calls it the inner bitch (laughs) that talks. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. You know, completely. and you know, for three, for those three or four days, I had convinced myself that I had thrown the opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was, and it's like, we're all laughing. I can see everybody laughing at the top. They're like, yeah, she's like nuts. But this, I truly believe that in the moment, you know, you're right. I had been training for years. I competed in fitness. I had the muscle, you know, I had the um, Certain, you know, I don't want to call it muscle memory, but you know, I had the, you know, the the experience with lifting. Yeah. Um, But in those, was there in my in that week, I was like, well, there it goes, just like that, gone. You know, I'm gonna find
0: a new cover athlete.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said to you. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna <laughs> be. It. And you're like, and you actually said what you just shared with everybody. You said that to me in a text. I reread that text. I don't know how many times. You're like, oh. you've been preparing for this your whole life, and I was like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> isn't it funny how we just throw that out the, the window and <laughs> yes
1: and this is why we all need help so you can get all the information like this podcast is a wealth of information okay but if you don't have the community or the support that you need um it's it's often the case that you will run up to another stumbling block which is just called life children career fatigue Deadlines, etc., and you're not going to have the support to um, to be able to push you through. Because I would have given up at that point. I would have said, "Well, I got sick. That's what happens." Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Done. Yeah, it's done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you're so right with the community and the support. I mean, if you if you if anybody here ever wants to do a photo shoot or ever done one, um, even as just setting that goal for yourself. Let me tell you, you're never at the, you know, the last week, you're never going to feel ready. And that's why, that's why you need, that's why you need somebody, you need, you need community to let you know you are ready and that support there. You need a coach to, you know, be your soundboard there because I've done many, many shoots and you can ask my husband a couple of days before. I'm just like, I'm not ready. There's no way I'm going to be ready. You know, it's like, it happens to all of us. So if I just maybe, had another week. If I yeah, just had another yeah, week, exactly. I'd be ready. Like we've never trying to think day. maybe I should, maybe I can squeeze another week out somehow.
1: Yeah. It's so, but that's what you need the coach for. It's like, no, you're ready. We're going to continue. We're going to correct and continue. It's fine. You've got exactly. this. Um, Love that. So let's, let's talk about the day of the photo shoot. I had such a blast. And so I want to just give people, uh, and like, like the experience. Glimpse. Yeah. A little glimpse. It was very glamorous. Um, you know, all the working out up until that point, not so glamorous. It was hard work, but I love hard work, but there, the, the photo shoot experience, I felt so supported. Like you have such a rock star team. So there's Paul uh, and then there's Monica. So Monica is the um, makeup artist. And so she was the first person that I saw. So I was, um, I was up like Christmas. I was up like so early that day. I was like, it's six o'clock. Is it time to go yet? And so we, you know, (laughs) know, we went, drove to uh, the studio. She was there, you know, put on some music and she was so calming. Like I was like, you know, I think excitement and nervousness often exist on the same Uh, continuum. I think that when you're, you know, if any of you are ever listening, whenever you're nervous about something, uh, the way that I usually change that is I'm like, okay, I'm really nervous. That means it really means something to me. I'm like, I'm really excited. Like I try to sort of reframe it. So she was there very gentle touch talks, you know, she starts talking, she's like chitty chatty. She can like kind of talk for, you know, however long it took to get my makeup on, maybe an hour or so, maybe a little longer than that. Um, And then Paul is great too. Paul is so funny like when you are working with a photographer and this is for anybody that's going to be working with Jenny now in the future, you know, I know part of your program and we can talk about this, you know, and culminates in a photo shoot. And, um, the photographer I think is such a crucial piece because if you don't jive, if you can't sort of, you know, find a rhythm with him or her, um, it, it just gets awkward really work. quickly. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. going to work. So maybe speak a little bit about, um, Mon, I mean, you've done so many photo shoots with them. Um, yeah. I love Paul. I'm going to be using him again for my, when I, find when I do my sexy photos, when you do your sexy photos. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. I, I we'll only want him. I, yeah. We'll plan that out. But, um,
0: Monica is awesome. Like like uh, Dr. Stephanie was just saying, she's just so calming. It's like almost like your time with her is like girl talk and, you know, she's just very open and and you definitely feel a lot more calm after your hair and makeup's done and chatting with Monica. And then Paul is just so lively and he's really awesome. I have a lot of behind the scenes with him, like actually showing the, the model how to pose because he's very dynamic and I don't know about you, Dr. Stephanie, but I love that. I like to be, you know, told, you know, because when you're standing up there and especially for your first photo shoot, it's intimidating. You don't know really how to pose. How does this look? Yeah. And (laughs) then you're like, okay, I feel so awkward right now, but he directs you, you know, he's always talking to you. He's very high energy. You're after that first little round, he shows you all the photos. So you're like, you know, you might've thought it felt weird up there, but then when you start seeing your photos, you're like, oh yeah, that looks really good. You know? So he's really, he really involves you in the process. Now with Dr. Stephanie shoot, it was a little different. We had like the team there. So that was probably a little bit
1: intimidating. Like we had our editor in chief, (laughs) the um, editor in chief. And she's like, not this outfit. She (laughs) Chelsea's amazing. But she was like, no, like she just knows what she wants. She's like this. No. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll change. I like, I uh, surrender to your expertise. You tell me what you need and I do it. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. I was telling that to Vince the other day because
0: even if I go and do some, uh, if I if I'm in there for a shoot and I have the team there and just the way that they look at you and they're so serious and they say no, it's almost like you feel like something that you're doing. <laughs> but do it's I have not. a fourth? Like, do
1: I have like a fourth head? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it's it's different because we want to try different different looks, um, different colors together, um, different lighting and different background. Uh, I mean, Dr. Stephanie nailed it. I think her second outfit. This was the second outfit or third outfit.
1: Uh, This one, let me think, let me think. So these pants, I think were the first. This might've been the second, actually. This is the second outfit. Cause I had something else on. I had these pants on and there was a different top.
0: Yeah. You had like a jacket. And then this one, this image in here, you guys see that?
1: Yeah. That was was at the end of the day. Yeah. That
0: was actually... Um, second runner up.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. There was another, yeah, there was another, um, cover that we were thinking of. Um, yeah, and that was the
0: one that we shot outside. And then after, you know, we, we, we thought we got the cover shot that we took you outside and we did some fun lifestyle and, and running photos. But it was about, it was a full, it was a full day. Mm -hmm. Um, Giovanni and was even there we too. Sh-
1: even we shot, there was something just coming back to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I had shot a series of things and she was like, you know what? I think last month the model had the same colors. Like, I can't remember what, it, I can't remember the colors now. It might've been, I don't remember what I was wearing, but she was like, I think that last month or two months, it's like too close. So we need to reshoot it with another color. Yeah. 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 But it was. Um, and we did a workout in, in, in the uh, the workout spread too. Mm-hmm. which, which i designed so nice. Designed. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's funny my my brother-in-law I cuz i gave him a copy he was like, "You have abs." <laughs> I was like, "Yes." Especially <laughs> that day i had abs. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That's and even awesome. and and just a little like pro tip right now cuz with with the with when you're shooting for a magazine, there is a lot of lights and i remember you asking me this. You can't really see his, when before this, if you were like shooting yourself in a washroom with washroom light, you had like a full on six pack, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're in front of the, a lot of lights for like a magazine shoot, sometimes the lights do just to give you that really nice, fresh look on your face. Sometimes it does sort of blend, blend out the lines, which can be sort of annoying when you've worked really hard, but it's just It's that aesthetic look that we want to achieve for the magazine with the bright lights.
1: And this is why fitness competitors are orange. (laughs) Exactly. I was the day of my fitness competition. I was like on the stage. I looked normal. I looked like I had a tan, but next to, you know, my friends who had come out to support me, I looked like a pumpkin because the lights (laughs) They are so bright, and you can't even see the judges. Like they're, it's like all lights on you. Um, but you need that depth of a tan for you know just for. Just as yep. a, adding on to what you're saying in terms of the lights are so bright, um, and this tan was um, I had this is a, I also had a spray tan on here. Yeah. as well, yeah, so. not
0: as dark as the, like a show tan, but
1: it's, no, it it's was nice it, it was yeah, it would just looked like I had been you know in uh, Cabo Saint Lucas or something for yeah. uh, for a weekend. Yeah. All right. So we had, so one of the things that I remember telling you is I felt so beautiful. I felt so supported by this team. And then after the shoot, I think is important to talk about as mm-hmm. well, because everything is like leading up to this, like, you know, this, this crescendo, this climax, and then it's the next day. Right. Yes. And it's the next week. Yeah, um, And we can talk a little bit about what I'm doing Um now in terms of a reverse diet. So let's, let's touch a little bit on what a reverse diet is when you're coming out of a cut, what does that mean? Um, And we can talk a little bit about, you can use me as an example, if you'd like, in terms of what we're doing right now.
0: Yeah. Well, reverse diet is, is exactly that, but we're slowly increasing calories over time. Okay, so when you're in a deficit for so for a long period of time, we were we were actually in a relatively good time frame. It was about 12 weeks. Right. So now we want to start adding in a little bit more carbs and a little bit more calories week by week. So this can be in in increments of 100 calories per week. And we want to increase it up to a maintenance level. So a maintenance level for you. And again, this is very different for every person, depending on, you know, their activity level, um, and their metabolism, uh, we want to get to a point where you're at a maintenance level. So that could be 15 times your body weight, 16 times your body weight, 17 times your body weight, and the training volume will also increase. So when we're in a deficit and we're getting ready for something like a photo shoot, um, training volume also Comes down a little bit because again, we want to preserve energy and we also want to preserve muscle loss. Okay, so a lot of people think when they're, you know, in a deficit, they're getting ready for photo shoot, they're going to amp up the training. That's actually the opposite. We want to, we want to, um, we want to still train. So we're still holding on to the muscle that we've built, but we don't want to overtrain in a deficit because, like Dr. Stephanie was saying before, we both were saying that can start cutting into. The hard-earned muscle that you were building. So, uh,
1: when we're and if you'd like with- a divorce and to get the award for worst parent <laughs> of the year, that's exactly the strategy you should follow, <laughs> because exactly. you're gonna be so miserable. Yes, it, you're gonna be so miserable, and you might think, "Oh, I could get over it." Like when you are in a cut and you're in week seven, and you have five more weeks to go, you're gonna snap. Yeah, if you you're gonna snap on someone, um, so yeah, I really I really really love um, what you're saying, and that's what we did, right? So my training volume uh, decreased, and to be honest, I am I love the heavy training, like I love the high volume. So I'm actually like just so tickled right now because yes, I have more it? calories, so I'm you know full, um, and I'm also able to go into my work and lift heavier. Like I, I love heavy lifting.
0: That is really the best part. That's when I, I mean, I know that you know this, but when that light bulb turns on for my clients, like, oh my gosh, okay, now I can get more food and I can start training. And like, this is, this is the exciting part. This is really when the bodybuilding happens. And then the next time when you do a cut, you're going to, you're going to unveil all those hard and muscles over that build phase. And that's that's the beauty about bodybuilding because your body can just get
1: better over time. Let's talk a little bit about time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Good segue there. <laughs> yeah, you like what I did there? Um, when, what is a, it's, I'm asked this all the time. I know you are as well. What is a reasonable rate of progress for someone to be making. So if you have a 12, let's say you said, I want to work with someone in a build phase, minimum 12 weeks, maybe it's six months, maybe it's longer than that, depending on metabolic flexibility, health, age, capacity, et cetera. What is a reasonable amount of progress that somebody should be aiming um, to be achieving in a build phase? And then maybe we can also answer that same question when we are in a caloric deficit.
0: Mm, That's a really good question. And again, it it's different for everyone. It really is. And that's why I, I like to work with my people for at least six months. And some people, when they come in the door, they're like, I don't know if I can commit to this for six months. But when I explain it to them, like, this is, this is a lifestyle and I want you to be able to get it, you know, um, a build phase. I mean, we're, we're constantly in, in my eyes where we should always be in, you know, a building phase, but a good amount of time would be to give your body. If you're completely detrained, like I said before, so you, you, you may never really lifted weights before, or maybe you're coming from a, a cardio background or boot camps. And now you're incorporating more weight lifting, You can actually see changes within 12 weeks, like really good muscle development within 12 weeks um, but building muscle does take time. So, uh, you know, you've probably seen in the bodybuilding world, people actually go on build phases for like six months up to a year. But like I said, if you're detrained, you haven't really done a lot of weightlifting, you can start to see results in 12 weeks. 12 weeks is a good amount of time. Better amount of time would be, you know, like six to nine months. And that's typically the timeline of my clients. When I get somebody ready for a photo shoot, the sweet spot is between six to eight months there. And and you can usually get a really good body transformation, you know, um, you know, muscle development and leanness within that six month timeframe.
1: And hopefully, you know, as you said, like building, it's almost like a parable for life, right? We want to be in a building phase in our fitness. We want to be in our mental health, in our careers as a parent, you know, as a partner. And I- I think that we're going to be here for the, you know, so many people, we get focused on the time. It's like, mm-hmm. I have something in a month. I need to get this certain size you know, I need to, you know, diet down to be, and there's certainly things, you know, if you want to be, you know, there are extreme measures that you can take, but when we're playing the long game, which is what yes. I want everybody to be playing, you're going to be here for the next six to nine months anyway. Mm -hmm. So why don't we invest this time into building, uh, into growth, expansion and abundance in the muscles and in everywhere else, because fitness does beautiful things to your mind as well. Um, such that you can handle a cut because most of us have all, there's been so, there's so many women I hear from women, all the, I have been yo-yo dieting, up and down, losing and gaining the pat like the same 10 to 15 pounds for the past several decades. And sometimes it's more than that. Losing and gaining that like the last 20, 30 pounds for the last several decades. And I think that the the missing component here is like, you know, women are often starving themselves. Like there's this too much of an aggressive caloric deficit. We have all these different metabolic changes that happen when you're in a prolonged CR. And then there's not the emphasis on growth. There's not this emphasis on physical growth. So I I just love, uh, just love what you're saying there. I think that's so important. There's a couple of questions here that I see in the chat and mm-hmm. as we're kind of wrapping up the podcast piece um what I as I was mentioning before uh my coach coach JBB uh has very generously offered um to answer some of these questions in our from our Hello Betty members. So uh we will cut the um uh we will cut the podcast here but just before we do uh, I know that you have a gift for everybody. So why yeah. don't you tell my audience both in Hello, Betty, and for the pod, um, what you are gifting them with in celebration of uh, the Strong Fitness magazine cover.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. I have a free download for you guys. It's called Fitness Photo Shoot Secrets. It's for anybody that's ever thought about maybe doing a photo shoot, celebrating yourself in some way. Um, and it's going to give you all the tips from, again, the timelines that we just discussed. Um, how to prepare for your first photo shoot, you know spray tan, uh, what clothes to pick out, wardrobe, and what type of images to capture. So if you're interested, please go to fitnessphotoshootSecrets.com and download it and it will give you all the tips and tricks there and I'm always here as well. you can find me at coach underscore jvb and I can answer any of your questions whenever
1: on Instagram coach Jamie on Instagram yes amazing yeah. amazing and then you also have a program so people can join um I just want to I want you to plug it as well like people can join there's like a six I think you do a 6 month cohort with people
0: yeah well. so it's um our our 6 month strong girls body transformation coaching And that would be um, you don't have to do a photo shoot, but I like you know, I always like to encourage um, celebrating with something like a photo shoot at the end. But it is a six month program. So it is coaching. So you would be coached um, by myself or one of our strong girl coaches and we would take you through a full six month body transformation um and you know hopefully get you in front of the camera but it's it's awesome this is what dr stephanie did with me you're going to be checking in with uh your your biofeedback every two weeks and uh yeah we set you up to get you to where you want to be and that's what i've been doing for the last 15 years if anybody wants to join just just message me and i can send you the the qualifier questionnaire and and set that up for you
1: And I have to say the bi-weekly check-in, so that's every two weeks, Um, so the photo. So we we take there's like certain photos that you want, but I really because I'm a data geek, I loved watching the changes in my measurements. So there's certain areas of my body that would not budge, like they were the same measurement for months, and then just one week, you know, it was like, poof, like you know, then like two inches, came, you know, then it was like the same thing, you know, the same yep. number the whole time, and then like one week everything dropped. Uh, so it's been really it's really interesting to see how um, my body in particular, uh, resists change. Like my, I think my arm measurement has been literally the same since we like, it's either 10.5 or 10.3, depending on how hydrated I am, you know, (laughs) when I take my thing. So, you know, we, there's, um, it's really interesting to see the, um, to see the the progression that way as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you, as a, as a client, I think the, um, you know, you can take pictures and you're like, but I see myself all the time. Like, am I really making changes? Like, I don't really know. But then when you look at the before picture, like if you scroll back, you know, if you're taking them on your phone, you'll have like a little folder on your phone or whatever. You scroll back, you're like, oh damn, like it's really different. And then when you look at the data that you're asking us to capture as well, like when you're looking at the waist measurement, the upper waist, the lower waist, the chest, the arms, the thigh, the, you know, it's, you're like, oh wow, things are really, really different. So it's really the nice objective and subjective way to evaluate progress, which I really appreciate as well. I love actually showing a client that too, who, who like
0: maybe feels like they didn't make that much progress within the last two weeks. And then actually comparing their first photo to the photo then, and just showing them like, well, look at what we've done for, you know, the last six weeks. Again, it's about perspective, right? Yes. Um, and then all the programming is delivered through our our strong app, which I know that you love, Doctor Stephanie.
1: I do, I do. I love when I get my little like you may have you have a new PR it gives me yeah. like a little high five, and I'm like <laughs> high five. You can myself. track your your lips yeah. And Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so we'll cut the podcast here. Um, so I'm just going to stop. Uh, well, actually, I'll keep the recording going, but for the podcast, this is where it'll end. Okay. Um, and for our, we've had a couple of questions come through as we've been. Um, talking. All right. I hope you got some BTS, some behind the scenes in terms of my fitness photo shoot and how I can be just sometimes such a nerd, like such a neurotic nerd when it comes to progress uh, from my coach herself. Um, Now in leaving you uh, this week, I wanted to shout out Maddie Mikuchi, I believe that is how I say your name, from the US of A. She left a review and it reads, an inspiration to an aspiring health coach. I love your podcast so much as a lifelong wellness nerd. I'm always enthralled by the research you put into these episodes. I'm beginning my training in integrative nutrition this month, partially because you've inspired me to dig deeper into the wisdom of the body and help others to discover it as well. Thank you for all of your incredible work. Well, Maddie, thank you for taking the time to leave that review. It is wonderful. And I am just so honored that I have been such a small part of such a big decision. So thank you um, for the recognition. I will receive that with grace and with love. And if you Betty are finding this podcast useful, inspirational, you like it, you share it with your girls, uh, please feel free to leave a rating and or a review of the pod It helps other women find this. Uh, podcast. It helps us find each other. And when we have each other, we can take over the world. And I am amalgamating my Betty army, Betty by Betty, day by day, bit by bit. And I hope that I can impart some inspiration and love and wisdom into your week. And with that said, I bid you adieu and I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next this week for Geeky Magic later on this week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you.